This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Do you take us through the process with uh, Trevor starting, then not, and then the game plan decision? Yeah, so uh, during pregame warm-up, you know, Trevor was out there, and I think it might have been before that. Uh, you had to ask him, but he ended up straining his oblique, you know. Um, so... Obviously, when you're a passer, you know, that, that's, that's obviously a big issue to throw the ball down the field. So he came in and got some medication, thought it was going to be okay. And then it ended up, as he went through pregame warm-up, okay, came back in. He felt like he was okay and ended up obviously performing very well. Um, so, um, and Nate was ready to go at the whole time. So Nate was made aware of that. He was ready to go at, at the same time, too. So that's where it is. That is the voice of Matt Eberflus. You're listening to the postgame show on the score, and he is telling you what happened with the uh, the continued gamemanship of uh, <laughs> the Chicago Bears. Uh, yeah, that that was uh, that was just madness, wasn't it? It I was mean, an interesting 30 minutes before the before the game on the pregame. Oh my God, we were we were uh, we were kind of. We were in stunned silence. Started laughing. We, we were laughing. sad. We did the whole. We yeah. had all the emotions. We wept. We laughed. <laughs> we sang songs and did demonstrative dances. I mean, it was uh, it was unbelievable, frankly. Um, just what bad luck it was to to lose your backup quarterback. And we thought Nathan Peterman, who was uh, brought up from the practice squad on Saturday, would be the starter on Sunday, and. Uh, and I don't know who said it, but someone said the torrid almost kicked in. That's what I said. Yeah, the torrid almost kicked in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, he said he took medicine. It's called Toradol, everybody. And yeah. the good thing is now, obviously, honestly, the NFL is lessening that on for guys. Um, we used to take it all the time. I took it a couple times, even as a long snapper. But guys would take it all the time, and now they're understanding right. there's you know side effects or things like that. So please don't take it. But you have to take it sometimes. You just don't take it every Sunday. And it's, that's exactly what kicked in was Toradol. had to be. And it's, a, it's an amazing drug. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did kick in, and he was able to play through the oblique. I'll be very curious to just see his status uh, as the week goes on. Um, I, I would imagine that they'll try to get fields back for Green Bay and kind of a getaway day. But I, I was thinking, didn't Mitch, when he separated his shoulder, didn't he miss two games? I think he did. Yeah, I, and I'm not I'm not comparing them. You don't know the degree mm-hmm. of the separation or how bad it was or, or whatever. But I'm just saying it wouldn't stun me if Fields missed the Green Bay game because the bye week comes after that, and and you could uh, 
you know, you could get him a lot of time. But um, if he's capable of playing, I think he does play. And I think the Bears would like to beat Green Bay. And I think that the Bears fans would like to, even those that are basically holding their breath, hoping for a uh, for a nice draft pick, might want to beat the Green Bay Packers in a in a down year for both teams. Yeah, and I think that's definitely in play now. And I, I was hoping he played today because this would not come up, you know, that it wasn't that serious, that it wasn't one of those iffy things going into week two. And I understand getting that extra bye week, that extra – it's basically extra 14 days of rest for him before he has to play another game because you take that bye week and the week before and after before the next game, that that would truly allow him to heal. And I'm sure that's going to go through the you know, the, the hallways of Hallis Hall with the doctors and coaches and the general manager and really trying to figure out how do we get this guy back. They're not in a playoff hunt. And now I'm not opposed to, like I said this morning, if it's just a boo-boo, you play. But what's the severity yes. of the boo-boo now that you get an extra week for this young yes. man? Um, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a hard balancing act and – it's going to be a tough decision they have to make at Hallis Hall. I want to see him play. I want to see him develop. I want to see him beat the Packers. But right now with that extra bye week, that that's a different uh, that's a different variable with this thing. And I'm sure that's coming into play with the doctors up there. I, I, I want to ask you about this quote that I read from uh, Luke Getze. This was Luke Getze last week talking about uh, Trevor Simeon, and he said – He's kind of that extra green dot that we have in our back pocket. What is that? A play caller, just kind of the um, – well, let me – I don't know. I guess it would just be him helping Justin Fields, but that's an interesting way to put it as an, as a, as an extra green dot. I, <laughs> it's just an odd one. That's an odd one because the green dot is what the quarterback wears and what the play caller does on defense. But Right. Right. Maybe maybe he's an extra play caller. Maybe Luke Getze leans on him a little bit. Maybe he trusts them with his football acumen to to help him during the week to to come up with some plays and play calls and and, and some uh, you know concepts. Maybe that's what he means. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, it is I, interesting. I, I, I didn't yeah, read I that one. I missed that one this week. I hadn't thought of him that way, but what do I know? Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's try Scott. Scott is in Palatine. Hey, Scott. Yeah, hey guys. So I'm struggling to comprehend how so many of my my fellow Bears fans are kind of overreacting and overthinking to the losses this season, um, rather than failing to embrace the bigger picture. Um, you know, I, I I think that we need to relax, not to sound like Aaron Rodgers in 2014, but enjoy this extremely rare experience of, you know, as a Bears fan of witnessing a potentially special quarterback in Justin Fields evolve. Um, except that the defense is likely going to continue to stink this season, but hopefully they'll get fixed up in the offseason. And despite the losses, the Bears have actually been exciting to watch three out of the past four games. I can't remember as a Bears fan the last time I could I could say that. Um, I'm going to hope that Ryan Poles is as competent as I hope he is, as I believe he is, and that he'll get it done in the draft in 2023, and the next season will be worth the struggles we've experienced. Thanks, Scott. I think Scott was having some phone problems. I I don't know if that seemed kind of high pitched to you, but it was it was as if he had inhaled helium <laughs> here in, in but, my headset. Um, but I think he makes a good point. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I think that that Justin Fields has made this season watchable. He's made it enjoyable, and I did miss that element. Just the having the quarterback that you can kind of you know wait for and you know they've been in all these games Mm -hmm. they have played pretty good football considering what their record is and I 
I worry that they are now getting to a point where five consecutive losses, you know, that, that eats at a team. Patrick, yes. you've been on some really good teams and you've been on some bad yes. teams. That's part of the Bears. Yes. And I can't imagine what that's like, but that, that is a drag going to work every day. Oh, it is. And then you almost become a little selfish, to be honest with you, because you start worrying about your play. Yeah. You start worrying about your contract. But I've said it this way, and this is the way I did it. I worried about if my snaps were perfect, if Robbie was still making his kicks, or Brad Maynard having a, a career year or whatever, hopefully having a career year. But if you do that, it's not a bad way to go about it, because that means you're working your tail off. Right. You know, you're still going to be a good teammate. And you're not going to just, I'm not saying being selfish about, um, I need these numbers. I want these catches. I need these carries. I'm talking about being selfish to yourself that you need to work your tail off. And that's what needs to happen with these guys. Hey, you're playing for, you're playing to play in the NFL again for some of these guys. You're playing for a roster spot with the Bears. Some of this is kind of like preseason tape. You're trying to put it out there for other GMs because you're right. probably not going to be, or maybe not going to be here. So there is a little bit of you have to be selfish in the, in the regard of taking care of yourself, getting your work done, making sure your level of play is as good as it can be. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's, it shouldn't be taken a bad way. It should be taken as a way that, hey, look inside, get yourself going, get yourself motivated, and see if everybody can do that together. And then maybe some miracle can be pulled off uh, later on in the season. But, Molly, another thing I was just thinking here during the break, we had a break a few minutes ago. I'm sitting here reading all the text messages, and the yeah. caller there, Scott, was talking about – Patience, patience, patience. This is okay. This is okay. Losing, we're, we're moving along. And then we're also talking about checkdowns, how you can learn from checkdowns. What kind of Bears fans are we becoming that we're, oh, we're patient God. and we're no. saying, hey, man, let's glorify a checkdown. We've never liked the checkdown. We used no. to hate the checkdown. But no. maybe we're becoming smarter or we're just fed up with what happened in the past. But I just find it very interesting to hear Bears fans talk that way, for me to think that way. And I'm just hoping, again, like I said, I hope – this way that we're going about it, this regime is going about it, that it, that it turns out to be a positive and it's something that can be sustainable for a long time. Yeah, I, I think this has been a difficult season and it's really turning into a bit of a, a grind at this point. Yes. But you can't let that – you can't lose that in your own mind. If you're a player, you have to understand that, that if you're not playing to be a backup here – you're playing yeah. to remain in the NFL. You know, the greatest gift you can have is the ability to show what you can do on the field. And if I were if I were coaching, I would hammer that point across that, you know, you're out there for everyone to see, and this is an opportunity for you. Look at Jack Sandberg. Yes. You know, that guy got on the field. That wasn't part of the plan. They didn't go out – that guy was an undrafted free agent. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody liked something that they saw in him, and I don't know if it was a scout's pick or, you know, there's a reason people don't get drafted, whether it's a fraction of uh, of a second in, in speed or whatever it might be. But when you get into a situation like this and you have an opportunity, you go out and get 15 tackles, you're telling teams that you can play. Yes. And people are looking at, at the amount of uh, – of influence you had on a game, and they're not—they're not sitting there and saying, "Well, this guy can't play. Look, he wasn't drafted." No, it doesn't matter how you got there; it's what you do with the chance. And and this is an opportunity for every one of these guys. And if they want to play in the NFL, the best way to do it is to prove that you belong. Because if you get cut from a team like the Bears, and they—they they will be increasing their—you know—I hope to God that they don't have 15 rookies on next year's team. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are other opportunities based on what you've done this year, and there might not be other opportunities. So you want to you wanna play well enough 
to make them keep you, if that makes any sense. No, it, it does. And what he's doing right now, these players' names are up on grease boards up there in the scouting department. Some of them might have a question mark next to it, right? right. Jack Sanborn's getting that question mark erased. He's, yeah. he's All right, this kid can play. He can be on our team next year. He's fine. But it's, it's happened the last few years. What was it? Thomas Graham, the DB that had the real big game. We're like, oh, we know we found another DB. But he had an opportunity to play. I think he's on somebody else's roster now. But he got a chance to play. And sometimes you don't get a chance to play. But Elijah Hicks, Jalen Jones, Josh Blackwell, they're going to get some playing time. These are guys that are undrafted players, one's trade for or two are undrafted, and then a seventh-round pick that's going to get some playing time in the NFL their rookie year. That's very valuable. That could really help them out. It could help the Bears out. Um, you hope it does. You hope they show something. No question about it. 312-644-6767. We're going to come back with your calls. You are listening to the Post Game Show on the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Trevor, can you walk us through pregame, what happened with your oblique and kind of the uncertainty of that last, like, 60 minutes or so? Yeah, just throwing, something wasn't right, flared up on me, and then got back in the locker room and figured something wasn't right again, but gave it a go. And you get a shot to calm it down? And- uh, no shot. I don't I don't think you shoot your ribs, um, but no, I didn't get a shot. Just some medicine. It's the pregame. I'm sorry. It's the postgame show. I wish it was the pregame show. We could go over all No, this we're again. almost done with this. Thank goodness. Okay. We're moving on to Green Bay. I'm ready uh, to move on to Green Bay. Yeah. Who you take? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was Trevor Simeon, and he did not take a shot at Toradol. Toradol comes in pill form as well. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll clear that all one right. up. Yeah, right. I'm not saying he took Toradol, but I'm just saying it comes in pill form as well. Okay, I I thought you were supposed to take a shot in your rear end, and uh, and that didn't matter whether it was in the ribs or not. It was. It would help That's you where I went in your rear end. That's right. Okay. There are a lot of uh, funny. If you looked real closely, and people probably well, it's not going to happen that much anymore. But you could look at guys' butts, and if we wear the white pants. You see yeah. a little red dot from the blood where they took the Toradol shot. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, that is something. <laughs> I mean, God, I, I don't. The more you know, do that. yeah, that's the. <laughs> always wondered about yeah. the red dot. The green dot is a totally different thing. Yes. Uh, let's uh, let's get to Chris. Chris is uh, is on the south side. Hey, Chris. How you doing, fellas? Good. We're good. I was disappointed in the effort. We looked like a college team 
compared to a professional team. Um, offensive line and definitely the defense. Why, why, why do they – it looks like they're playing for a draft pick. Why is that? I, well, talent. Yeah. <laughs> That's they're playing to get drafted over. They get to get their spot taken. I mean, the D-line is just – it's bad, Mully. I mean, it, there is zero pressure. I mean, it's an off day for the other row lines. I mean, it's, there is no pressure. They're running into each other on games. The one-on-ones, they try to set up, you know, slide protection maybe on the front side, trying to get in there. They're just no, there's no pass rush move. Nobody's getting beat off the line of scrimmage. Um, Armand Watts' sack wasn't really right off the line of scrimmage. I mean, he beat, he beat his guy. Thank goodness he got a sack. But nobody's winning one-on-ones, and it's, nobody's winning in the games. It's just – they're just not good. I mean, that's just the simple fact. They're just not good enough, and – they're not executing their, their their stunts and games as well. They, they they were never good, but but it felt like when uh, when when they had Robert Quinn that at least there was someone you had to worry about, and it mm-hmm. wasn't like he was just pinning his ears back and going after people, but he was double teamed. It just felt like he was someone you had to be aware of, and that may have opened things up for other people, but. Since he's been gone, it's been a pronounced difference. I mean, they they are they've actually gotten a lot worse. No, they have. I mean, they they really have. And you're right with with Robert Quinn. You, he's a game plan guy. I've talked about game plan guys where you've got to slide guys, you've got to put a tight end, you got to put a running back over there to help the tackle, whoever it is, and then that gives the one on one matchups for everybody else. But now there's 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 they don't even need to do that. They're getting more people out into routes. They can just line up with five man protection and, and and block you up all day. And it's just. It's unfortunate because what do you do? Like today's game with all the injuries at the DBs, you can't blitz. You've got third right. stringers in there at safety and corner and, and nickel corner, and you, you can't blitz because you can't trust that they're going to know where to be on maybe you know an, an exotic blitz or this blitz or that blitz. You've just got to play kind of basic coverages and just rush four. Yeah, I mean, that, that was fairly apparent that they weren't going to be able – if you can't get any um, – if you can't get any pressure with your front four and they can't, it's really hard to play this defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as you say, even the guys that they had – you know, Gordon did okay blitzing every once in a while. Surely uh, the fact that uh, that Brisker had uh, three sacks and, and still leads the team uh, was an indication uh, that, that they were doing okay. To me, I mean, Roquan left a long time ago, mm-hmm. and he is second on this team with two and a half sacks. That doesn't make an ounce of sense to me. No, and I've Someone talked about should have done yeah, that, that D-line room must feel terrible. You know, they know yeah. the stats. They look at that. They know what their job is. And I, I can't, you know, think the caller, or maybe you mentioned earlier about Allen Williams uh, getting rid of him and Hightower. Yep. That's tough. You can't – I don't know if I could throw him under the bus unless he's doing something egregious – Monday to Saturday in the building and showing he's incompetent of being an NFL coach at that level, then he gets fired. But right now I can't, and he's not showing me that on, on calls on, on Sundays or, or Thursday nights or whatever. He's, he's doing a fine job with what he has. So I don't think you can, you can fire him because of the talent he has out there. He's, he's doing what he can with what he has. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't, field the guys they're fielding and think they're going to have great result. No, and you got to feel bad. You got to feel bad for the the coaches. I always talk about Tuesday when they, when they walk into that meeting yeah. and they're looking at whoever they're playing. They're like, "Oh man, we got this guy against that guy. We've got this guy matched up against this guy. We don't have a chance. What do we do? Just preach yeah. the uh, hits principle. Let's just do that, and hopefully we can come out with something. That, but the thing is, right now with the lack of talent they have, they got to get the takeaways, and they're not getting it done. John is listening online. He's in Las Vegas. Hey, John. 
Hey guys, how you doing? Um, I live in Las Vegas, but I was born and raised in Chicago, and I'm a lifelong Bear fan. Now, what really upsets me is that there's a lot of Chicago Bear fans in Las Vegas, right? And all they're saying is that, hey, this year's a write-off. You know, we're not going to make the playoffs, so let's rest uh, the quarterback. I go, that is so wrong. I go, these people that are on this team, as bad as they are, they are playing to have a job next year. And it is the GM's job to see which ones are the best to keep and then give rid of the dead wood. But it just upsets me when I hear fans say, hey, write this, write this team off for this year. There is no coach in the NFL. I don't care how bad your team is, is going to say, hey, this year's a write-off, so we're going to take it easy and go for a higher draft pick. No coach will ever say that and do that to their team. They will always try their best every game. But it just bothers me when I hear you know, people say, hey, write it off, let's play for next year. I mean, I, just, I can't do that, guys. What is your opinion on that? Well, John, John, how young are you? I, I'm just going to be 65. I remember the Dick Butkus days. Yeah, so you followed this remember- team for you followed this team for a long time, and I guess my question for you is the way they're going about it right now. It's it's a rebuild. It's it's you know the, you could tell with the players that he lined up or that Ryan Poles put out there from week one that this is a rebuild. Do you have patience? Because this is something different. A lot of Bears fans haven't had patience. They always want to win now, win now, and you're talking about that. But if in the end this works out, you get a decade of, 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 of winning from this Bears organization, are you okay with the way they're going about it this year? And you are a Chicago fan, right? You have to have patience in any sport in Chicago. All right. You have to have patience. That's good to hear. I'm glad to hear it. I just It is good to hear Bears fans actually understanding what's going on right now. And it's happened in front of us, and it stinks to watch a – 31 to 10 loss like that and waste three hours of your life watching, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, they're playing hard. They're doing what they can with their ability, but you know, it's going to be a loss. I, I, you know, I, and I, I just wonder, um, what if they don't win? What if this doesn't work? I know. What if they're just throwing away years? I, I mean, I, I can't help but wonder, um, like I said earlier, different sport, different game, different level of injuries, you know, it's hard to watch this, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is hard. When when you had Justin Fields, at least there was something to entertain you. Yes. At least there was something to keep you in the game. At least we can think of all these, all these different things that have happened at the end of games where you're thought like, wow, you know, this is kind of cool. At least there's something that you're building toward. But without him playing – and with the rookies out and all the the injuries that were going on, that was just – it was such a slog. Yeah. To sit through that was – It's almost a little unwatchable. God. It is. Well, it's, it's I just, mean – You watch I it because contra- it's football. I watch it because I'm contractually obligated. Well, right. But, but I, also a Bears fan. for that, I wouldn't want to watch it. No, you're too – It tuning, had nothing to yeah. do – it was – I didn't feel they had a hope when they went down – Actually, I I didn't feel like they had much of a hope to begin with, but they were in that game for a minute. They had a lead, but man, it just got worse and worse and worse, man. Well, well, let's think about this, Molly. If you knew Justin Fields wasn't playing and they're not playing the Packers this week, say the Falcons are coming into town, how many fans would go to the game? 
How many people would want to go watch that team today play the Atlanta Falcons at Soldier Field? Justin Fields is the man. Hopefully they go up to a game time again to tell me that so there's fans in the stadium, but it is the Packers and people want to go there because it's such a great rivalry. But think about that. If you had to go the rest of the year without Justin Fields with this team out there, it would be – There'd be nobody at the games. And we've seen that before. And we've seen coaches get fired because of that. But that's a different story with this team. And I think that's what I'm kind of getting at is the patience of these fans is great. We're allowing to have – people are allowing this Bears team to try to rebuild. And it's going to take some time. But, again, it's like you said, it's my fingers are crossed. Let's hope. There's a lot of hope in this. We don't know he's going to do it right. We've seen a lot of other GMs, the last couple GMs come through here and not get it done right. I'm just hoping Ryan Poles is doing – will do it right. And I kind of like the way he's going about it. I mean, I got to tell you, I I think it's I think it's more than just people willing to put up with it. People are happy about it. Yeah, it's... like I, I you know I'm surprised we haven't had more uh, calls about like the you know the fact that they moved up to mm-hmm. number two in the draft because that's about as high as they're going to wind up. I I don't think Houston is going to do anything to lose that that number one pick, but I um I I think the Bears being where they're at has made people fairly happy. And I, I am, um, I, I, you know, it's just, it's just not good to watch a game like that, but everybody has already moved forward and we're getting all the mock drafts up and everybody is getting really pleased about the idea that this is going to pay off in the long run. Again, I hope that's correct. I really do. And, And in the old days, even when you were, tanking it was usually like the last two games of the year yeah. right yep. like you all of a sudden oh we got to try this guy yeah let's try this backup third gonna... string quarterback see if we have anything knowing you're gonna <laughs> exactly. lose exactly yeah because yeah, you you had no way of getting better but um man i mean I, I the worrisome element of this is you you went into the season with um subpar talent mm-hmm. and as the year has gone on you've had a series of injuries that are to be expected and now your talent level has gotten to a point where I don't know how – I don't know if it's fair to expect them to win. I don't know how you even compete. And that was what was disappointing. They started out the game, and for much of the first half, they were at least competing. And then after after halftime, that that game was over. There was nothing there. Yeah, then the defense happened. You know who has to be happy right now with the Bears losing is the Pittsburgh Steelers after that trade. They've got to yeah. be loving that second-round pick moving up as high as it is. Well, I mean, frankly, that second round pick is basically a first round pick because if the Bears are picking second, you got to remember Tampa does not have a first round. uh, It's not Tampa. um, Miami does not have a first round pick because they were flirting with Tom Brady in Tampa. So there are only 31 first round picks. So the pick that you're talking about is the 33rd pick Mm -hmm. in the draft. That is. The basically the first pick of the second round of the draft. Now I, I'm sure they're going to do 31 the first night, and then you get to spend time overnight looking at your board, and that second pick is huge. That is a really big pick in part because you're going to be able to go through the whole board again, and you're going to yep. be able to spend some time and think about your roster, and you know you the the clarity of the round ending, and then you go in is a Big deal. That is a really big pick. And here in Chicago, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be comparing Chase Claypool and that second-round pick, that high second-round pick, for years to come. And that's an evaluation yeah. of Ryan Poles. We'll see. You'll see if he wins out on that one. That could be another, you know, little black eye on his on or a black mark on his resume if if that doesn't work out. 
That's, I mean, it does not look like it's a very good idea. It does not right. look. Right now I mean, it I does get not. It. You, no, you had the extra time and, you know, you thought you'd have, and who knows, maybe next year you'll see everything that, that you expected. But I'm saying right now, you know, the reason that they didn't take two picks from, from Green Bay is they thought they had a chance to get a really high pick out of the Bears. And they were right. They were right. You know, Pittsburgh, they were. They, they were. were. Definitely I right. mean, they, they, they made it. But, I mean, you know, the thing that I'm struggling with sitting here is just if this is life without Justin Fields, I'm not sure I want to live it. <laughs> now, that's exaggerating. Can I buy out of my contract but, here? <laughs> <laughs> but it is hard. It's hard to watch this team it is. without that player and without that growth that we've seen from him and without the the whole kind of way the season has gone has been about him and and it's been it's been pretty wonderful. I I thought that um you know we talked in the pregame about what we would be saying about the uh about Luke Getzey the play caller and I didn't think he embarrassed himself or anything. I thought there were some moments in that game. The third and but, one the third and one quarterback sneak not a big fan of that one when they went wide with the bear defense with the three got three down uh, right. three down lineman over him. I don't know. You still to me you still try. I think that's one where you're a backup quarterback and you're outsmarting yourself. Still try to get in the a gap and just try to muddle it up there for the what ha- I think it was like almost a half yard instead of trying to get two yards to the right and then one yard forward. I, I don't like that one. I like just just go right up the middle and trust Sam Musfer and Cody White here and and Tevin Jenkins. But that would be the only question mark that I had if that was called from the sideline to look at that, if they do go to the bear defense. Yeah. And I mean, I just think that the problem was, you know, you're, there's no QB one. There's no RB one. There's no right guard one. There's no (laughs) corner two or safety two, I guess one, a whatever. I mean, and then you lost, safety one and you lost I mean you, you could go down the roster and look at that it just it, it's it's a little bit sad when you project who they're lining up and how they're going to play against Green Bay next week yeah it, it is sad um, but as a coach when you bring him into Hallis Hall you have to preach your believing you have to preach yeah. your philosophy you're gonna have to keep doing that and hopefully you can find a little bit of success so the guys continue to buy into you and this is when it gets hard on the coaches it's hard on the position coaches working in those individual meeting rooms with their different units to keep everybody bought in to a chance of success and the following you know, the rights of the program of this is how we work out, this is how we practice, this is going to work, we're going to continue doing it, and that's, that's the hard part these coaches have to deal with. Yeah, it, it is a really – it's a difficult position that they're in, and I think that, um, you know, again – the bye week coming as late in the season as it is, this is what this is the price you pay now. This is uh, you are really a beaten up football team. You got a lot of uh, injuries all over the field, and uh, and clearly without the franchise quarterback, without the best player on the team, you're uh, you're in some trouble here. You're you're uh, you know trying to keep people interested, and I'm not sure that they are, quite frankly. Yeah, and it is tough. And I just – so real quick before we take a break, I just remember being in like an O-line room or special teams room. When you're in those rooms, you got to – like I said, you got to – you, you kind of go selfish. You go internally about what you can do to be the best player you can be. And then those rooms are like, all right, what do we do to make sure we're taking care of ourselves? And then that should hopefully bleed out to everybody else. Special teams-wise, Dave Tobe always had a, a ranking. You know, we'd be whatever. We yeah. were fortunate to be always be pretty good. He's like, all right, guys, 
how do we get from number eight to the top five? How do we get from number 11 to the top 10? Let's stay on this. Let's keep working. And then a lot of times, not a lot of times, sometimes that helps you win a game. You might get a takeaway. You look at the board, hey, a takeaway will move us up so many spots. And you're really trying to do that. If you get a takeaway special teams-wise, that can help you win. But that's kind of what goes on in the meeting rooms right now, that you bring it all within and you make sure your unit is working as hard as they can. 312-644-6767. Let's try Hostin. He's in Gary. Hey, Hostin. Hey, how you guys doing? So, real fast, if I'm doing my numbers right, the Bears are not slotted for the number two pick in the draft. That's what right. I would like to see happen with that, what I would like to see happen with that is I would like to see polls to trade that pick to move down to get more picks because we already got our quarterback. And most teams that's trade, trade, teams that's trading up, they trading up for a quarterback. Love your show, guys. I'm going to hang up and listen. Yeah, that, that is exactly – that is the idea. And, and, you know, unfortunately we do not know – who those quarterbacks are. There was a feeling before the college season began that there were five guys that would be uh, that would be all pretty good quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, you just – all you want, if you're the Bears, is two. Two on top of the board because you got one of them. And, um, yeah, I mean, if, if this is life without Justin Fields, uh, I'm not taking a quarterback. I, I think you've got a quarterback, yeah. and I think you've got him still on his rookie deal, and I think that you could trade down and pick up a lot, and you could make up for the loss of the second-round pick. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a great point. If you stay that high in the draft, you can get a lot for that for that position of quarterback, and that would be the way to go about it. If I'm GM, I'm doing that for sure. I'm getting – because you're going to get – I don't know exactly what the, you know, the trade value is and all that kind of stuff, but you're going to get some darn high picks, and you can fill your roster – with those picks, with the holes that the Bears need, because you you believe you have the quarterback. That's the number one position you need filled, and they've got that done. So if, if they continue losing, which I think they will, I think they're going to be in great position to do that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, is the, that is the plus out of all this, and even though that doesn't seem like it adds up. Uh, that, is the, that is what you're looking at, and um, okay. It's by design. You know, you got to remember that, too. They, they did not – they all they wanted to do, all Ryan Poles really wanted to do was was clean up the salary cap, get himself money moving forward, and, and get draft picks and and try to do something that fashion. So, all right, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We'll be back to close it out here on the post game show on the score. Yeah, um, we we grading morale in the locker room. Um, you know, you got to kind of put the horse blinders on. You can't really listen to the outside noise and continue to try to get better have to get better with the guys around you in the locker room because at the end of the day, that's who you go to battle and war with. So you got to be sure that you're ready for those guys and the guys got to step up. They're ready, you know, because they prepare like they starting and they prepare like they're going to get in. So um, we just got to keep improving on every aspect of the game so we can, you know, change the results of the game. It's the postgame show on the score. I'm Mully. Patrick Manley is here. And Patrick, that's the voice of David Montgomery. Uh, wisdom there from him. You uh, you can only play with the guys that you're playing with, and uh, and that is the the situation the Bears find themselves in. They are uh, they're a beaten up football team, but a guy like that is out there. Um, I hope that that this is not the final run for him as a Chicago Bear. I think he's a really good player, and I thought he played a pretty decent game. He did, and Molly, you're hearing the right things from the players to hear him say that. He's a voice. He's a leader on this team. He's going to help keep this thing together. He's going to help the growth of these young players. If he's going to keep that attitude and go to Hallis Hall in the week during the week and, and practice with that attitude and 
and lead with that attitude and being meetings with that attitude, that's a great thing for this team. And that's he's also selling himself to Ryan Poles and the staff as well if they want to keep him. You know, because he is a good running back, and everybody talks about you can always replace running backs, but how valuable is he to this team as a leader? How valuable to, the, to this team is he as a voice and a person in that locker room? That could get you some extra money and some extra incentive to bring him back to Hallis Hall instead of trying to find somebody to to, to replace him. So I, I love what I'm hearing, and I love what I've heard from Justin Fields in the past. I love what I heard from Eddie Jackson telling Justin Fields to shut up about you know, apologizing about not doing enough to win. Yep. These guys, it seems like they get along. They care. You know, I've, I've, I left the locker room in 2013, then in 2014 just turned really south with Mark Tressman. Um, for the most part, when I was here, uh, we had great leadership. Well, not for the most part, for the entire time, we had great yep. leadership with Erlacher and Olin that they ran the locker room and made sure we had that positive message, made sure we were working hard when we did have those bad seasons like you talked about. We had a few of those. Um, and that's important. You know, it comes from up top at Matt Eberflus, but the best way to deal with what's going on right now is the players in the locker room, making sure that there's a positive attitude in meetings, making sure that practice is, you don't want to call it fun, but making sure you're going out there to work and you have somewhat of a smile on your face and that you understand you're trying to get better, trying to win a game every Sunday. You know, it's, you're a little bit behind the eight ball with what the talent you have, but again, like I love what I'm hearing from them and that, that, that bodes well for this team and for this team going forward. Let's try Ted. Ted's in Homewood. Hey, Ted. Hi, guys. A pleasure to be on with you. Patrick, I heard you say that the only thing you took issue with was the call on third down where uh, Simeon ran around to the right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to uh, disagree with you and and Lugetzi. Where's the play action? And I don't understand why it's not being called. Maybe you can enlighten me. Because the Bears spend so much time running they got the other team set up for the run, and you don't, you just don't see the play action. I don't want to sound like a meatball, but if you ran uh, Montgomery into the line and he tossed it back to the quarterback, perhaps someone might be open because then everyone's sucked into the run. I, I see what you're saying, but that situation, third and one, you just to me, you get the quarterback sneak. You saw how easily they ran it earlier, um, and yes, they go to the bear defense, but that doesn't stop a quarterback sneak. That's just, you know, they put more bodies there. You just hope your O-line can move the guys, and they moved them so well the first time they went to that Bears defense expecting it, and they ran that bad play. But then, you know what they did the other third down, they ran the toss crack or the toss little pitch thing to get it as well. But um, I, I, one thing, I'm actually shocked they did run that extra quarterback sneak if he does have bad ribs or bad, you know, whatever. So that, yeah. that was a little shocking to me. But, no, Ted, I understand the play-action pass, sure, but not in that situation. Third and one, I think it was almost third and a half, right? I mean, it was third and yes. really short. Just get the first down and keep moving and keep you know keep the drive alive. Let's try Charlie. He's in Bloomington. Hey, Charlie. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I just wanted to say that looking ahead to the Green Bay game, I think we need to make every effort to start fields because this team just has zero energy when he's not on the field. I mean, today we just looked flat and it looked like these guys weren't putting in the effort. And I think a lot of that goes back to fields and the spark that he brings to this team. I mean, I know they're tired and they're banged up, but I think next week is our last chance to get a win, and it would really help salvage a little bit of this team morale if we can beat the Packers. Well, that's that's a fair call. It's a sure. good call to end on. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. It, and it's funny to say that the Packers are the team last team to beat on this uh, on the schedule because in the past it hasn't been that way, but they don't look so good right now. And I hope they do win because when I first got here and we were terrible in 1998, yep. 99, 2000, 
fans would always tell me, if you guys went 2-14 and 14 and just beat the Packers twice, we'll be okay because we know you're not that good. Well, I feel like we're back to that point right now. They just beat the Packers once, please. Let's get yeah. back in the win column. Maybe maybe Rodgers' last game as a, as a Packer, we beat him. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, but, amen. The would-be owner gets, amen. Uh, gets beaten? Yes. Yeah, I'd be all over that. All right, Patrick, as always, great job, great uh, great fun day, even as horrible as it was. Uh, <laughs> are you on tomorrow or is it Always Tuesday, Tuesday morning, 11 Tuesday. o'clock with uh, Bernstein and Holmes. And I will be back tomorrow morning, 5.30 a.m. with David Haw and uh, – Studs, thank you for your hard work. Adam Staczynski doing double duty today. We want to let you know that Big Ant is going to take you to 6.30 p.m. And uh, that, of course, Sunday Night Football, Green Bay at Philadelphia should be fun. Maybe the uh, keep track of the injuries the Packers have. That could come into play next week. How's that? Uh, great stuff for the for the postgame show. want to thank everyone for listening and uh, – You know, the Bears are number two. We kind of suspected that, and it's proven to be the case. So there you go. Number two pick in the draft. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, that's a pretty good one there, Molly. Out here for you, (laughs) bud. Thanks to all. God bless. It is the postgame show on the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 